0: Despite our best intentions, we all get offended at times. It might be over small things like a parking space, a church, or, or big things like betrayal. In Luke 17, 1, Jesus said this to his disciples. He said, it is impossible that no offenses should come, but woe to him through whom they do come. Jesus is saying you are kidding yourself if you think you could live your life without anyone ever upsetting you. Conflicts will come, but it's how we handle them that makes all the difference. Jesus goes on to say, if your brother sins against you, rebuke him, and if your he repents, forgive him. If someone wrongs you, do not pretend it did not happen. Have the courage to graciously and lovingly address it. I'm not talking about keeping score over every little misstep and mishap, but I am saying instead of just talking about the person, talk to the person. If they're willing to make healthy adjustments, let it go and move on. Conflicts are inevitable, but they not only reveal who others are, they also reveal who we really are. For more, go to gracechurchba.org. And as always, live big. Made to think big, do big, live big. Uh, but tomorrow can be bigger. Yeah. Just grow, let the world overflow yeah. in. You're my life bigger than yourself. You're created for Today, we're going to continue our series on the full armor of God. Uh, we're going to talk about killer shoes, killer shoes. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I pray you open eyes today. I pray you continue to build truth line upon line in our hearts, Father. We give you the honor and the glory for what you accomplished, all because folks uh, connected with us today and we are digging in this word together. And I pray this in the name of your son, Jesus, and we all say, Amen. So open your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10, and uh, I'm going to begin reading. Actually, it's going to be our review from the Message Bible, and uh, the Message Bible reads this way, and that about wraps it up. Other translations say, finally, God is strong, and he wants you strong. So take everything the master has set out for you, well-made weapons of the best materials, and put them to use so you will be able to stand up to everything the devil throws your way. This is no afternoon athletic contest that we'll walk away from and forget about in a couple hours. This is for keeps a life or death fight to the finish against the devil and his angels. So be prepared. You're up against far more than you can handle on your own. Take all the help you can get, every weapon God has issued, so that when it's all over but the shouting, you will still be on your feet. I like that, and I just wanted to read that as our review. We're going to pick up in the New King James Version in verse 14, and we're going to uh, quickly review again, and then we're going to get into our focus for today. Verse 14, stand therefore, having girded your waist with True. Now, we know from previous weekends that the belt was the first piece of armor that a soldier put on. It held his sword. It uh, kept his breastplate from coming apart. Uh, When a soldier was uh, walking or, or traveling or not using his shield, sometimes his shield was clipped to his belt. Also, the javelin was at times clipped to the belt if not wrapped around the shoulder then clipped to the belt but also other essential supplies were at times clipped to this belt so we see from the outset that the belt was super important and it was the first thing again a soldier put on so we learned that if you want to be ready for a spiritual battle the first thing you need to be clear about is the truth because he likens this belt to what truth. The first thing put on again is what the belt of what truth. So we have to be established in what the truth is. If we want to succeed, let's listen to Jesus on this point of truth. Jesus said to the father in John 17, 17, your word is truth. The first step to being prepared for a battle is making God's word your guide for all of your choices. And, and if, you know, you're not making choices based on God's word, you are not ready. In fact, life is a matter of of choices and basically it's your choices that make you. So choices matter, but you got to make sure your choices line up with the word of God and you recognize that God's word is not just fancy. God's word is not just an idea. God's word is not just theological. It's truth. It's greater than fact. It, it's, it's eternal. So when you keep that in, in, in your mind, you will make the right choices. Back to Ephesians 6 and 14. After the belt, the next item is the breastplate. The breastplate. Having put on the breastplate of righteousness. Now, clearly here, the breastplate represents what? righteousness righteousness and and the breastplate covered all of the vital organs including the heart i like what solomon says in proverbs chapter 4 and verse 23 above all else guard your heart for everything you do flows from it so when the heart is right the mind and the body follows and uh, that's just the truth so the heart matters the breastplate matters and we talked about righteousness last week let's move on verse 15 and having shod your feet. Now this is relevant because, especially on Mother's Day, because the average woman, I did a little research, has over 20 pairs of shoes in her closet at any one time. My wife actually was just looking into her closet this morning, 20 times five it looked like to to me in, in the closet, and, and if most women are like my wife, it, even that is not enough. I mean, she has flats, she has heels, she has boots, she has ballets, she has sandals, she has platforms, she has clogs, wedges, strappies, uh, buckles, lace-ups, peep toes, and the list goes on and on and on and on. Marilyn Monroe said this, and, and, and I think it's it, it's it, it's really good. Give a girl the right shoes, and she can rule the world, and actually... Paul agrees in the Bible. He says, having shod, talking about uh, the feet here, having what? Shod. Now, the Greek word used here means to wrap tightly. Uh, and what happened is you put on your sandals and, and you had to tie the strings around your, your, your waist and you did not want to have your strings wrapped uh, too loosely. But I also want you to notice that just like all of the other armor that we've discussed thus far, it's also past tense. Because once again, you want to make sure you have your shoes on before battle. The last thing you want to do is go into battle and, and, and you got to try to put your shoes on in the middle of a fight. So having shod is something that God wants us to do before the battle. And that's why I'm glad you're, you're, you're listening to me today because we can prepare before battle. In the middle of battle is very, very tough. So this is the value again of these Sundays and these Wednesdays we get together. Having shod your what? Feet. Now, A Roman soldier's shoes actually covered uh, from above the knee all the way down to the feet. And the portion that that, that covered the knees and and the tibia were called greaves, greaves. And we have a a picture up on the screen. These metal shields wrapped around the soldier's sins to protect him as they marched through rough and, and rocky and thorny terrain. So, uh, you know, they, they wouldn't be bleeding when they walked through the woods, etc. Uh, also, it protected them when an adversary tried to uh, kick them in the shin or perhaps try to break their legs. So these greaves were super important and it's really part of the shoe. And, uh, uh, it, it, you know, if you could take out an enemy's legs, you could take out the enemy because everything else would follow. It says, and having shod your feet, so... We also see here that a shoulder' shoes were, were not only defensive weapons they were also offensive weapons. They were made of of heavy leather, and at the bottom they had uh, uh, hob knobs and other times they would actually have hob nails and you know those that you know, they were assigned more. In, you know, like uh, country streets. You know, they they might have the. It looks more like tax at the bottom of their their shoes, but these shoes were still pretty fierce. But but the Calvary in particular, they had shoes with steel uh, spikes that came out of the shoes. And the reason for this is it helped the soldier maintain his ground while he was under attack. And please don't let the gender bother you today because all Roman soldiers at this time were male. So in this case, it's he, but it also applies to the she's that are listening. So again, these these shoes had these long uh, nails coming out the bottom or spikes. If you ever ran track, uh, you're, you're familiar with spike shoes and, uh, at times, was, I don't know if they still do it, but, uh, in football, there was a time where we wore, uh, spike cleats and, uh, this goes way back to the time of, of the Romans and, uh, uh, these spikes again were all designed so that the soldier could stand their ground and not be moved in the midst of battle. And uh, the last thing, though, these the shoes were used for is not just to, this, this is a little cruel, not just to stand your ground, but at times these shoes were used to stomp your opponent when they were down. And the last thing you wanted was to be stomped by a, a sentry or a group or a battalion of, of Roman soldiers because these were, in fact, killer shoes, whether they had the little nubs at the bottom, which was made of, 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 of iron or steel, or it was the spikes. The last thing you ever wanted to do is be at the bottom of those shoes. And having shod your feet with a preparation, preparation. Now, Paul is emphasizing readiness here because he already said it needed to be done, shod, past tense. But then he injects this word, preparation, because no soldier was ready to advance until he had his shoes on. And if a soldier lost uh, his footing, the battle was over. And a lot of of the battle was about staying up on your feet. And again, the last thing you want to do with someone that has a sword is, is be down on the ground where you cannot get away or you cannot appropriately defend yourself. And having shod your feet, watch this, with the preparation of the gospel of peace. So here's the question. Why are these killer shoes associated with the gospel? Gospel literally means good news. So how could these shoes be good news anyway to to anyone? Well, here's the deal. The good news is that our peace is is not based on us always getting it right, but on what Jesus did for us at the cross. And the only way we're going to stand our ground in the midst of a spiritual battle because we're not going to get everything right, is if we are firmly rooted in the fact that it's not based on my perfection but his perfections and just because I got it wrong doesn't mean that God doesn't love me and that God's not uh, for me it says here and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of what peace if you don't have a revelation of the fact that you have peace with God you will constantly be pushed around by the devil. You will be constantly trying to earn relationship, constantly trying to earn peace, constantly trying to earn joy. In fact, what I want to do is I want to look at four scriptures. They're all going to be from the book of Romans, but they uh, communicate four principles that will keep you in time of spiritual uh, battles. And it'll also help you keep your shoes on. Romans chapter five in verse one. And here's principle number one. To enjoy your peace or to enjoy peace, you must know that God is for you and not against me. So if you want to enjoy peace, you got to know that God is for you and not against. You and the devil will tell you God doesn't love you. God's not for you. Uh, you know, God loves other people more than you. That's him in your ear. And if you do not fully embrace what the scripture says about God's love, you will turn on God. You will run in the middle of battle. You will walk away. You will throw your hands up because you were not prepared properly. You were not yet ready for the battle. Again, Romans 5 and 1, the first principle to enjoy peace, you must know that God is for you and not against you. Watch what he says here. Therefore, having been justified by faith, it takes faith to believe that imperfect people like you and I can be made righteous before a holy uh, God. And, and it takes a whole lot of it. But here's the deal. It takes faith. It what it takes what? Faith. If it were always apparent, it wouldn't take faith. Faith would not be required. Faith is, is the light that guides us in the darkness faith is the radar that helps us see through through the fog. Faith is taking the step, the first step when, when we can't see the whole road. And it requires faith in order for us to keep our shoes on and believe that we still are at peace with God. You know what? Uh, I'm at peace with God, but I still do have enemies, the world, uh, the devil, and sometimes even my own flesh. And even though I'm at peace with God, I still have to contend with circumstances and, and things that come against me. And just because it Again, I'm in crisis doesn't mean God doesn't love me and he's not for me. And before you go into battle, you want to be convinced of this point. Therefore, having been justified by what faith, by what faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, here's the question. Do you believe in Jesus or not? Jesus either satisfied God's justice on the cross or he didn't. You're either a Christian or you're not. So you got to make a choice. I'm going to believe God's word or lose the chance. But ultimately, you have to decide and you have to be prepared before you go into battle that God is for me. God is not against me. That, that you know what? It's the adversary. It's the devil. It's circumstances circumstance that are trying to oppose me. But if God be for me again, who can be what? against me. I know I say that so many times because I want to get that into your heart. God is, the Bible says the Holy Spirit is our comforter. He comes alongside to help. He's not trying to harm us, but to aid us in life. And that must be your conviction if you want to be successful in spiritual battle.
1: You are listening to the Live Big Broadcast with Bishop Derek Greer. Stay tuned and we will be right back with the rest of today's teaching.
2: The desire for personal and professional development is a characteristic of successful leaders. It's the desire for growth and to serve with excellence that makes a great leader. The pathway to becoming a better leader isn't always easy. Busy schedules, finding proven resources, and networking with like-minded individuals can be challenging and time-consuming. If this sounds familiar, check out the Renaissance Leadership Network, where you will connect to a dynamic group of peers, Find premium resources and expertise from time-tested world-class leaders to help propel you towards your leadership goals. Best of all, the Renaissance Leadership Network offers ISet Continuing Education Units for its learning events that comply with the ANSI ISet Continuing Education and Training Standard. For more information, go to rlnleadership.com and learn more about membership benefits designed to take you to the next level of leadership. While you are there, be sure to register for the next online leadership session.
1: Now back to today's teaching.
0: Number two, we walk in peace when we're not in strife with others. Romans 12 and verse 18, watch this. If it is possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Notice if it is possible, meaning with some people, it's not possible. Some people are so broken, they stay mad at you just for being whole. The only reason they're mad at you is because God has healed you, and you you can't do anything with that type of person. It says, if, if it is possible, as much as depends on you, the only person God requires you or I to control is us or ourselves. I can't control others, but I can control me. As much as depends on you, live peaceably. Watch this. with Republicans and Democrats, white, black, with all men. I like what... George uh, Bernard Shaw said, he said, I learned a long time ago never to, to, to wrestle with a pig because both of you get dirty and only one, only the pig enjoys it. And that, that's just the truth. Some people are always trying to get me into to, to strife and the rest. They enjoy it. I don't. And I've learned not to mess with those types of people. Don't even give them the time of day. I mean, love on them, but change the subject and move on. Anything that costs you your peace is too expensive. Number three, your peace is directly linked to your mindset. Your peace is directly linked to your mindset, not only your circumstances. We say sometimes, you know what, I'd have peace if X, Y, and Z wasn't happening. Uh, the reality is that even in the midst of what's happening, you can have peace that passes all understanding. Romans 8 and verse 6, Paul says by the Holy Spirit, for to be carnally minded is death, But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So how can we be spiritually minded? How can we stay spiritually minded? Jesus tells us, he says, the words I have spoken to you, they are life and they are peace. The words I have spoken to you, they are spirit and they are life. So just tapping into an environment like this, where we're focusing on the Word of God, can can help jumpstart your focus for the week, and it, the, the Holy Spirit will will bring you back to to will bring certain points made back to remembrance throughout the week. So, so the way you you stay uh, spiritually minded is by getting into the Word, getting into the Word with with with, with, with others. It's amazing how when, when you focus on the good, good only gets better. And again, keep getting in the word. Join me, you know, on Wednesdays, join me on Tuesdays and Thursdays as we continually keep our minds on things that are above and and not beneath. Romans 15, 13, and we're going to look at number four. Peace comes from believing. Peace comes from believing. So number one, uh, peace comes from realizing God is for you, not against you. Number two, we walk in peace when we don't get involved in strife and we're not getting into arguments we have no business being involved in. Uh, the proverb says is, you know, getting in the argument of another is like grabbing a dog by the tail. It makes no sense. So let everybody else fight about that stuff. You just look up to heaven and, uh, you know, engage when necessary, but, but otherwise, it, it need not be our bent, leave it alone. Number three, your peace is directly linked to your mindset. Now we're in number four. Peace comes from believing. Now Paul says again, by the Holy Spirit, now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. Have you ever believed for something? I mean, you were, you were trusting God, but you didn't have peace. You didn't have joy. You 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 were, you were miserable while you waited for. I, I know I have, but this will help. God doesn't ask us to figure it all out. All he asks us to do is to believe. And at times, you know, I'm like, Lord, I can't figure it out. He's like, I didn't ask you to do that. Just believe. And I get anxious. I get worried. I get upset because I can't figure out how God can fix this thing. But he didn't tell me to do that. He just told me to trust. And when you finally give it to him, the Bible said there's a peace that passes all understanding. But this is the type of peace that can only come through through prayer. And it's an important type of priest, casting your cares on him, for he cares for you. And uh, we believe, but many of us don't have peace and joy while we're believing. And the only way we're going to tap into that peace and joy is through a genuine prayer life uh, with the Father. Let's go back to Ephesians 6 and 14. And having shod, past tense, that's what you're doing right now. You're shodding your feet. And having shod your feet, and this is the last thing I want to talk about before I let you go for this this Mother's Day. A Roman soldier was not allowed to use his feet to break formation. So once the soldiers were in formation, actually, if someone got in front of those soldiers, they would walk over them. Actually, the Bible said, Jesus said that you would tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And that verse seems a little bit strange. Why would anyone intensely step on a snake? The reality is, These Roman soldiers, even if snakes were in their path, they had to keep formation. They would, there was intense discipline and rigor amongst the Roman soldiers. And there may be snakes in your path. There may be challenges and hardships in your way, but we want to keep rank with God. We want to keep step with the Father and not break spiritual formations. It says, and having shod your what? Feet. So no matter what, what was in front of them, they did not break Rank. So this Mother's Day, my prayer for you is just as the spikes of the Roman soldiers kept them in place and kept them from, from letting the devil push them around. May the peace of God hold you in place. May the peace of God hold you together. May the peace of God uh, keep you firmly where God has assigned you to be without backing up and, and pressure not being able to move you, all because your feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And having shod your feet with the preparation of what? The gospel of, again, peace. Again, this Mother's Day, just as a Roman soldier would not use his feet to break rank, may God bless every step you take. May God guide every decision you make. God wants to be like these shoes or these Roman shoes in our life. That once we make a decision for him, we, we are in there. We're not easily moved or shaken. And that The truth of God's direction, and we have peace in our heart about it, It, is wrapped firmly about us. You know, even though there's war all around me, I'm at peace with God in the middle of this situation.
1: This has been a special edition of the Live Big Broadcast with Bishop Derek Greer, pastor of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. We pray that you join us tomorrow as we continue this teaching. Our prayer is that this teaching from God's Word strengthens and inspires you to live a life bigger than yourself. So remember, you can access this message and much more for free at gracechurchva.org. And we also invite you to join the Grace Church family for service online by connecting on our website or on YouTube at TV. That's our time for today. Until next time, remember, you have what it takes to live big.
2: The desire for personal and professional development is a characteristic of successful leaders. It's the desire for growth and to serve with excellence that makes a great leader. The pathway to becoming a better leader isn't always easy. Busy schedules, finding proven resources and networking with like-minded individuals can be challenging and time consuming. If this sounds familiar, check out the Renaissance Leadership Network where you will connect to a dynamic group of peers Find premium resources and expertise from time-tested world-class leaders to help propel you towards your leadership goals. Best of all, the Renaissance Leadership Network offers ISet Continuing Education Units for its learning events that comply with the ANSI ISet Continuing Education and Training Standard. For more information, go to rlnleadership.com and learn more about membership benefits designed to take you to the next level of leadership. While you are there, be sure to register for the next online leadership session.